0: Ashling's UN Insight, a weekly look at the work of the United Nations. Welcome to Ashling's UN Insights. Having recently returned from an internship at the United Nations headquarters in New York, and with my family growing weary of my constant yammering on about it, I've decided to pass on what I learned to you lovely listeners. The UN is heralding the 2020s as their decade of action. So what exactly is it that they're working on? This week we're looking at Sustainable Development Goal number 3, entitled Good Health and Well-being. This Sustainable Development Goal aims to ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for people of all ages. The scope of this Sustainable Development Goal is vast, but it includes goals to reduce the global maternal mortality rate to less than 70 per 100,000 live births and reduce neonatal and under-5 mortality. It also aims to end the epidemics of AIDS, tuberculosis, malaria and neglected tropical diseases and combat hepatitis, waterborne diseases and other communicable diseases. SDG3 also includes goals to reduce by one-third premature mortality from non-communicable diseases through prevention and treatment. It also aims to promote mental health and well-being, strengthen the prevention and treatment of substance abuse and ensure universal access to sexual and reproductive health care services. It also includes the goal of achieving universal health care services, including financial risk protection, and access to quality essential health care services, as well as ensuring everyone has access to safe, effective, quality and affordable essential medicines and vaccines for all. The UN hopes to achieve these goals through a variety of methods, including supporting the research and development of vaccines and medicines for the communicable and non-communicable diseases that primarily affect developing countries, strengthening the capacity of all countries to deal with national and global health risks, and by substantially increasing health financing and the recruitment, development, training and retention of the health workers in developing countries. So how close are we to achieving these goals? It is worth pointing out that the following statistics were recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic and that this is a summary since the scope of this Sustainable Development Goal is so extensive. In their 2019 report on SDG3, the UN says that there has been major progress in increasing life expectancy, reducing maternal and child mortality and fighting against leading communicable diseases. For example, whilst in 2012... 69% of births were assisted by a skilled birth attendant. In 2018, this was 81%. And the under-5 mortality rate has fallen from 42 deaths per 1,000 live births in 2015 to 39 deaths per 1,000 live births in 2017, which is a 6.7% reduction. However... The UN says that progress has stalled or is not happening fast enough with regard to addressing major diseases such as malaria, HIV and tuberculosis. For example, no significant gains were made in reducing the number of malaria cases worldwide in the period from 2015 to 2017. And whilst the incidence of tuberculosis has continued to decline from 140 per 100,000 people in 2015 to 134 people per 100,000 in 2017, it is still a leading cause of ill health and death, with around 10 million people suffering from this disease in 2017. They also point out that at least half the global population does not have access to essential health services, and many of those who do suffer undue financial hardships as a result of accessing health services, so there is still a lot to go to achieve these goals by 2030. The scope of the United Nations is huge, since there are so many departments tackling different global issues, so each week I'm shining the spotlight on one department and looking at the work that they do. This week, I want to look at the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs, whose acronym is the UNOOSA. The UNOOSA is located in the United Nations Office in Vienna in Austria and promotes international cooperation in the peaceful use of outer space. Not only does it provide expertise on matters relating to the peaceful uses of outer space, but it also provides expertise on the use of space science and technology for sustainable development and disaster risk reduction. Additionally, during disasters, the UNOOSA maintains a 24-hour hotline since it is the United Nations focal point for satellite imagery requests the UNOOSA provides international workshops and training courses on topics such as remote sensing, satellite navigation, satellite meteorology, teleeducation, and space sciences. It also prepares and distributes reports, studies and publications on various fields of space science and technology applications and international space law. As part of their Space for SDGs initiative, the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs talk about how space technology can assist in achieving some of the goals within all the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. For example, in relation to SDG 3, which I spoke about earlier, space technologies can assist in monitoring factors such as air quality, which affect human health and well-being. And in relation to SDG 2, which I spoke about last week, entitled Zero Hunger – Space technologies can help to improve livestock management through enhanced monitoring and identification of suitable grazing. There are many more that I don't have time to relay to you here, but if this is something that grabs your attention, then do check out their website. Finally, whilst the UNOSA does many things, issues pertaining to the militarisation of outer space are actually dealt with by the Conference on Disarmament at the United Nations Office in Geneva in Switzerland. This has been a busy week for International Days. These days aim to raise awareness of a particular global issue. And if any of these topics really pique your interest, then I encourage you to look into them further, as this is exactly the aim of declaring International Days in this way. Monday the 1st of June was the Global Day of Parents, which recognises the important role parents play in rearing, nurturing and protecting children. And Wednesday the 3rd of June was World Bicycle Day, which recognizes the bicycle as a simple, affordable, reliable, clean and environmentally fit, sustainable means of transportation, which has the added benefit of improving the rider's health. Thursday, the 14th of June was the International Day of Innocent Children Victims of Aggression. The purpose of declaring this International Day is to acknowledge the pain suffered by children throughout the world who are the victims of physical, mental and emotional abuse. And affirm the UN's commitment to protect the rights of children. Friday, the 5th of June, was the International Day for the Fight Against Illegal, Unreported, and Unregulated Fishing. According to the UN Food and Agricultural Organization, these activities lead to a loss of 11 to 26 million tons of fish each year, which has an economic value of around 10 to 23 billion US dollars, and seriously compromises efforts to ensure the sustainability of fisheries. Friday was also World Environment Day, which aims to focus efforts on pressing environmental issues. The theme this year was biodiversity, and it is a call for urgent action to protect biodiversity since it provides the essential infrastructure supporting life on Earth and human development. Saturday the 6th of June was Russian Language Day, which takes place on the birthday of Alexander Pushkin, who was a Russian poet who is considered the father of modern Russian literature. This day celebrates multilingualism and cultural diversity and also promotes the equal use of all six of the UN's official working languages, of which Russian is one, throughout the organisation. The other five official UN languages are English, French, Spanish, Arabic and Chinese. Finally, today, Sunday the 7th of June, is World Food Safety Day which aims to raise awareness of the threat to human health and economies caused by unsafe food and associated illness and how this disproportionately affects vulnerable and marginalised people, especially women and children, populations affected by conflict and migrants. And this day also emphasises the need for standards and regulations to keep us safe due to the complex and interconnected nature of our food chains around the world. So, what has been discussed at the UN this week? As before, if any of the things I mentioned particularly catch your attention, then you can hop on the UN Web TV website and watch the meetings in full. On Tuesday, there was a pledging event for the humanitarian crisis in Yemen. Conflict, economic decline and institutional collapse have left around 24 million people, which accounts for around 80% of the population of Yemen, in need of humanitarian aid and protection. This crisis is being addressed by more than 200 humanitarian organizations working together. Overall, 30 countries including the UK announced pledges for humanitarian action in Yemen, which amounted to 1.35 billion US dollars in total. On Thursday, there was a meeting about the progress of Sustainable Development Goal 7, which is entitled Affordable and Clean Energy and aims to ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable and modern energy for all. Governments were encouraged to put clean energy at the heart of their plans to recover from COVID-19. On Friday, the UN held an event to mark World Environment Day, which I touched upon earlier. This year, their aim was to draw attention to the need for restoring nature and reversing biodiversity loss. A panel discussed the importance of the Amazon rainforest and the challenges of conserving it, and another panel discussed the idea of green business, which is the sustainable use of biodiversity, and the link between biodiversity and COVID-19. Throughout the week, there were also meetings about the situation in Palestine, Libya, Sudan, and peace and security in Africa more generally. That's all from me for now, but join me next week for more UN insights and news. See you then! Ashling's UN Insight, a weekly look at the work of the United Nations.